Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on March 13th, 2022. Oh boy, I I am tired and you can hear it from my voice. I literally like rolled out of bed, got my computer, went to an attic and am now sitting on it. So I sitting on it. <laughs> yeah, sitting on my computer. Oh my God. Gross. I mean, I'm now sitting down and speaking and I just don't sound great. I because this is life. Uh, it probably represents how I feel this week. I feel out of sorts. Um, I feel stressed. I feel crazy. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel a lot of things. And I think it's it has to do with a lot of different things. A lot of things are still up in the air. Um, and there could be some impending changes. And I think the worst part of change. Well, I can't even say that. But part of the hardest part of change is the anticipation of change, because you just don't know what it's going to be like. And I think that's really hard to grapple with. And then the actual change is also difficult. And, uh, but you know, change is inevitable. If we're alive, things are changing. So do you want to be alive? Okay, then you can count on change. So there's that. And I just, I've been feeling, I have been, I feel like I want to withdraw from the world. And that doesn't, I don't know if that's really ever happened to me. You know, I, I see a very, very limited amount of people socially now. I have a couple of friends who I feel like we're, you know, still pretty COVID cautious. And I, you know, those are the people that I see kind of on a regular basis, um, not even every week, but they're the people that I see. And I just don't even want to see them and not because of them, nothing personal. I don't want to really see anybody right now. I just want my weekends to be like totally alone, binge watch things, read things and not talk to people. And I don't know, it's kind of new because I still like want to see the people that I care about, like the people that I love the most. I've always felt that way through these last, you know, two years, but there's something going on where I really, really want to withdraw. And I'm I'm trying to honor that, to be honest, you know, yesterday was horrible weather. uh, So that also, like, I didn't want to go out, but I just needed to like not be around people. So I wasn't. And then today, I'm feeling kind of the same way I'm supposed to see a friend of mine. um, And I just like, don't want to leave my house. Uh, I think that's okay. I'm not judging myself, but I just find it interesting. That, that this is happening. And maybe this is my new coping mes- mechanism of dealing with stress. So, and then, you know, it's a big milestone also that's coming up. Uh, tomorrow is my mom's birthday and I'm going to be working. Tomorrow's going to be a crazy, really crazy, hectic day. Um, I've got a lot going on and I'm going to be running around. I have to be in office tomorrow. And, um, I was planning on staying in the city and just staying in my apartment, but my dad also also mentioned the birthday. So we want to do something like get a cake or something, um, maybe even put a candle on it, make a wish for her, make a wish for us. God, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. But so I will be home tomorrow, just late. And in all of that, 
you know, running around, I've got to get a cake, I've got to find like a birthday candle, I've got to do all of this in during my workday of doing other things, obviously to work during my workday, right? So I think I'm just going to feel even more crazy. So this week is just going to be exhausting. I can feel it. And I guess that's maybe where my wanting to retreat within myself is going to be crazy. You know, like, I didn't, I don't know why I said that. I didn't mean to say it's going to be crazy. But what I'm saying is, I like, the week is going to be crazy. So it makes sense that I would want to retreat this weekend as like, I'm trying to save my energy or I'm trying to savor my freedom from the oncoming hellish week. And then, you know, in the back of my mind this whole week, I've been like, oh, mom's birthday, mom's birthday. And it's just, it's so, I don't know. I don't let myself even think about it. And of course, like on this stupid podcast, I have to think about all of this stuff, uh, which makes me not want to do it, which again, I just want to be retreating. And I've dropped the ball on a lot of things this week. I you know, haven't done yoga in a while. I didn't do yoga probably this whole week. I didn't even listen to my miracle membership practice like the thing comes every Sunday so like last Sunday it's like okay I gotta listen to it the whole week goes by I didn't even listen that's the first time that happened but you know things happen and you're just trying to get through it you know and then also like there's been a lot of like health things with my dad you know and luckily like things are handleable But, you know, he recently had a little fall. So now something might have torn in his shoulder and stuff. And so now, like, the reason why I have to get the cake and all of that, like, is because he can't drive. (laughs) So I'm just like, there's just, I feel a little frayed, F-R-A-Y-E-D. You know, like, I feel like I'm on the brink of snapping. And what does that mean? Snapping to me, or the person like me is not just like, screaming and raging at the world. Although I do feel that rage, I feel like I want to scream all the time, like at the top of my lungs, what's going on. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that what that means for me is that's what I'm noticing of the, the retreatment <laughs> I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to use that here. The retreatment of myself, uh, that's what's happening. I- I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling like I can't take on too much more. And and that's also something that is new to me because I, yeah, of course, I'm always like, oh, I don't want like, I can't handle anything else. But most of the time I can handle something else and another thing and another thing, you know, that's kind of my MO. But right now I'm just maybe I'm just feeling like I really can't handle anything else from, you know, my mom's birthday to like my dad's constant health things constant. And who does he talk to about everything me? And it's just made me feel a little bit like, I just, I never got any independence. And here's where, okay, I'm going to just preface this is the ambulance coming around. Okay, so ambulance is around the corner. And what I mean is, like, I don't need, I don't want anybody, I'm feeling sorry enough for myself. So, so you can just be like, oh, this bitch, she's got everything. And she still feels sorry for herself. Well, 
here's here's going to be a little pity party, pity party of one over here with the ambulance around the corner. I I feel like, you know, in 2020, I had signed a lease to, and this was March 5th of 2020, I signed a lease to my own apartment, my first apartment as an adult. And yes, it's it was late in the game, you know, and I've been living with my parents. I'd gone through three rough years post breakup after a seven year relationship. And through that whole time, I was living with them. So I constantly, like, I was dealing with my ex and his stuff. And then, like, the go between with the parents. And then finally, that ended. And then three years of healing. And I was like, okay. It's time. It's time for me to move out, spend an exorbitant amount of money on my own place. And it has to be perfect. It has to feel right. The energy has to be right and all this stuff. And I go through this whole long search. And this is a very difficult move for me because if you know anything, you know, I'm very attached to my parents. And so it was a real struggle. And it was really me pushing myself to move out. And I was like, this is going to be good for me. I'm finally going to be independent. And I'm just going to have to worry about myself, you know. Um, And so I was like, this is going to be great. And then, you know, five days later, pandemic. (laughs) Like, and I just never lived there. I never lived at this apartment. And since then, I mean, I've I've kept it this whole time because I just never knew what was going to happen with the pandemic if we had to be back in office all the time. And I just was like, I don't I love this place like I and I could have I could live there now. But now after my mom, after COVID, I'm just like how like it's been difficult to leave my dad. I mean, and this is all if anybody has a bone of sensitivity in them, you would understand that. But I find that there's a lot of people in my life who question my decisions, you know, and it's like, I'm a first generation Indian daughter. I have I feel inherent responsibility for everything, not only about how I was raised, but it's who I am as a person. And I just find like people are just, they don't understand my internal struggle with all of this. And it's, it's been the hardest part of acclimating in this still pandemic world post my parent, you know, it's just like, I feel like I'm always having to defend my decision of still being around my dad. And it's just like, how do you not understand how difficult this is for me? That like I lost someone who I was so close with. And I have only one family member left who I'm also so close with who's constantly going through things and I feel like I have to be there this is such a difficult thing for me to try to extricate myself and see like what I should what I think I should be doing you know to move my life forward and it's hard like I work with these these men who constantly ask me about my apartment and what's happening and I just want them to fuck off Stop asking me. Like, I pay my bills. I haven't defaulted on one rent payment because I've kept my job. And it's just so hard. It's hard to have people chime in and have people 
tell me what they think that that is best for me. It's really hard because it's a struggle. It's such a struggle. And I feel also like I didn't get that independence at all that I was really pushing myself towards because my parents would have just wanted me to stay with them forever, you know, and that like maybe that would have worked in India until I got married, but it's America and I was really trying to step out on my own and I always felt like, You know, they wanted me to be independent, but really, like, with my mom around, she just always wanted me near her. And it's like, so I had to push myself, and I was ready to take a leap, and then everything happened. And now I feel like I never got that chance. It's, I went from, you know, worrying about the boyfriend, the parents, and the parents worrying about me, and then me struggling to find my independence, me feeling like I'm going to be independent, and then staying home, and then we all got sick, and then taking care of them, and wondering if they were going to die, and then one of them did die, and then now worrying about the other one's health, and it's just, I never got to like, I never got to have any independence, and I just feel like I went from child to parent there was no like child and then an adult thinking about myself and worrying about myself and only worrying about my life and knowing that my parents were okay in Jersey or whatever I didn't get any of that so I went from like coddled child to like parents worrying about me all the time to now me being the parent and worrying about my dad all the time And I'm so like, I just I I feel like I'm going to I'm not going to explode because rage doesn't ever come out of me, really. So I I have these fantasies of becoming like a demonic being and killing everybody. I'm I'm not I'm not joking. You know, like I I feel like I have to write the story of this powerful being taking over my body and then just like being a cold bitch who kills everybody. (laughs) That's how like I've, you know deal with my inner rage but this is a really I don't know it's been a difficult time because I've been thinking about all these things and I feel and I think so many people probably do feel this way about the pandemic is that they just feel like it took away time from us obviously on a very very simple level but it took away so many things from us not just people and I'm just grappling with that. And as silly as this is, it's like, this is a very, it's so hard for me. I have so much cognitive dissonance right now. And it's, it's hard for me as a first generation Indian American. It's hard for me as a woman. It's, but you know what? I'm going to sound really crazy right now. It's also really hard for me, like astrologically, like Heidi Rose Robbins says that, (sighs) my Capricorn or something is in my fourth house, or I think. Basically, like, I am really, like, home. Home is the fourth house. In my chart, it says the reason, like, it can explain some of this stuff with me is, like, home life is really important to me. And it's where I take responsibility very seriously. I think that's where my Capricorn is, is in my fourth house. And it's my son's, I don't know, all this stuff, it explains it, it doesn't. So you, at least I always thought of Capricorns as really cold, ambitious, and would climb over anybody to get to the top. But because of where my Capricorn is, it's more steeped in responsibility, and specifically that of home life. So 
call it what you will. If you want to say that's money, you're, you're grasping for straws to try to explain what you are to yourself. But like, it makes sense, man. It makes sense of like, why this is such a difficult, difficult, difficult time. And this is like a real, real struggle right now. And, and I don't know if it would have been better if my, um, mom was around, I think I would have still been worried about them the whole time. (sighs) Because I'm always going to be worried. And I have nobody to share that burden of worry with I have no siblings. And you know what, if I probably had a sibling, they'd probably be the opposite of me. And like, I'm the responsible one always taking care of everything. And they'd probably be like, flitting about and being like a true artist or living their own lives or just being like, you know, not an artist. Maybe they could be could have been a banker, but they could have been like, look, I work 60 hour weeks. I can't deal with this. You deal with this. You deal with mom and dad. Just tell me and I'll like, you know, pay you for the bill. It could have been like that, too. So I'm fucking glad I don't have a sibling. They suck. <laughs> they would have sucked. I can't imagine a world where I would have had a sibling who would have like helped me. I can only imagine a world where they would have been more of a burden and an asshole and I would have been angry. And maybe that's how why like I don't even care about that much because then I like it helps me cope, right? Like why would I imagine somebody who would be amazing and then be sad that I don't have the amazing person in my life? So I don't know. I a lot of me always feels like I was just meant to roam this world alone in my head and that's me. I mean, I don't, I always, I love helping people, but I always feel like when I do ask for help, it's very rare that I get the kind of help that I need. So then I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to take care of it myself. What can you do? You can't really help me. Maybe that's just not the way to live, but that's what my experience has taught me. (sighs) I just, yeah, this is some rough episode. I feel, I feel, I feel like nothing's right. I'm torn. Not torn between two different things, just torn. I'm torn up in my life and I feel scared of change, of impending change. But, you know, when I feel that fear, I think the fear is not going to stop the inevitable. It's going to happen whether I'm fearful or not. And um, I was watching the new Tyler Henry show on Netflix. um, And he's a really famous medium. If you don't know him, I even knew him before all of my spiritual journey. He was the Hollywood medium. I believe there was a show on E! E! Exclamation point, you know, E! Entertainment, that channel. And he would just like go into celebrities' homes and like give them readings. And they showed little clips of like that show, uh, courtesy of E! Um, on the Netflix show, the new one. And, you know, <laughs> one of the clips is like he was, he did a reading for Lil' Kim. And then like Jen, Jen, what is her name? Whatever, Channing Tatum's ex-wife. But, and then Farooza Balk from The Craft, hello. So he's done readings for like a lot of people. Um, so I had known him, but I was like, oh, Hollywood medium, whatever. Like I never really watched it that much. And he always like scribbles on a pad and, you know, that's his kind of, um, method of channeling. 
And so now he has a new Netflix show. And now I'm in such a different headspace about mediums. And so I was watching it. And it's it's interesting because I was like, oh, this is another medium show. He goes and does readings and it's for regular people, which is nice because regular people need the readings. It's like these celebrities already have so much privilege. And now they have privilege to the famous mediums, of course. That's just life. But he's doing re- readings for... um you know, regular people. But then there's also this other mystery in the show. And you find this out in the first episode. So I'm not giving away any spoilers. But apparently his mom was adopted and didn't know until her, she was in her 50s that the people that she thought were her parents were not actually her biological parents. And you're like, oh, wow, that's that's tough. And so now Tyler's trying to figure out this mystery of like, you know, they the reason they found out is they did like a DNA ancestry test. And so through that, they realize like, oh, those aren't her biological parents. And you're like, okay, so like, that's really a huge blow. Like, you don't even know how to comprehend that. But like, why? Why is this such an emotional thing? And then you find out at the end of the episode, she's like, I'm so glad that my that I'm not related to that woman because she was a murderer. And I was like, what? I did not see that coming. So I cannot wait to watch the rest of the show because not only is there readings and he's accurate, of course he's accurate. And people are like, wow, there's no way he could have known that. And, you know, and I believe it right now. I'm on the side of, yeah, this stuff is real. But the murderer, like the murderer woman, I mean, like, did they kidnap his mom? You know, is it like a girl on the milk carton sort of situation, I now I'm hooked, you know, I gotta know, I gotta know. The point of me bringing up Tyler's show is that I thought, you know, I've been going through like such a a rough time this week, and probably last week too. (sighs) I haven't been asking for signs, I don't need signs, I really don't. But I think what Tyler's show kind of reminded me of is that they are on the other side and they are trying to communicate with you. And so in this time of impending change or fear or feeling untethered, feeling torn up, feeling worn out, I just have to kind of, I made up this mantra for myself and I haven't used it much, but I really need to use it and kind of believe it. And I said, I said to myself one day, I said, my mom is guiding me. There's nothing for me to worry about. My mom is guiding me. There's nothing for me to worry about. And whether that is fucking true or not, I'm just trying to calm my nervous system. (laughs) And it actually helps. And I do believe she's out there. I know she's out there looking out for me. And I know... (sighs) I know she wouldn't want me to be sad, but guess what? Mom, you can't control my emotions. So I'm allowed to be sad, but I don't need to worry. Because, you know, I could die tomorrow and I would find peace, I'm sure. I wouldn't want to come down here again. I'll tell you that. You know that already. I mean, this world. But my mom is guiding me. There is nothing for me to worry about. I'm just going to end it there. And I'll just say... Bye.